Mabil, how you doing? Hello. Good to see you. That's the that's the sound of the do some good publication. That's a good sound. I like that sound. That sound uh, sounds like a heavier sound than we had last year. It is. It, it is, is a little a heavier, heavier yeah. because this thing keeps growing. Uh, like yes, this is the fourth year we've done this. Um, we, I, I'll admit, the first year we had no idea. It was just an idea. We were like, hey, let's let's see if we can support some nonprofits and create a publication. We did. It went really well. And then so here we are four years later, and now we're doing podcast interviews and video interviews. And uh, this year I'm going I'm going off my off my rails and creating some blog blog post epic content for each organization. So, but excited to see where it's going to go. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I love about it is the fact that there are so many people, organizations doing so much good that we have the opportunity to grow. So if you're out there and you're part of something, um, please contact us so we can highlight you and all the good that you are doing in the community. Yeah, it's a great point. Actually, um, this, this is something that's different for this year. There's a, there's a, there should be a live form still on our site on the do some good I believe section it is still, where, yeah. where people are actually still filling it out. Um, randomly, we got one yesterday from a, a company that yes. actually wants to, sponsor. I think, sponsor somebody. So how, how cool is that, that we're not having to wait until like, Six months from now, we're doing that. We're doing that right now. It's so, a year-long project. Exactly. It's becoming a 12-month, 365, 24-7 uh, project, apparently. Did you know As, you were signing up for that? No, you didn't. No. no. No, you didn't. But I am excited about it. Yeah, exactly. That means that there's good being done, and that is the, the name of the game. 100%. All right, guys, hang out, watch this intro, and then we're going to tell you who we have on today. I wonder if um, the organization we have on today, I wonder if it's one of the, I bet it's one of the oldest organizations in my bill. Stop it. If I had to guess, I don't know if it's the oldest, and this is not a contest for who has the oldest organization. That's not the whole point of this. But, but if it were. But but I think these guys would be in the running. They've been around since 1864. Which what? Is crazy. That's part of their history, actually. So just a few years older than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a couple years older. <laughs> We're than excited to have on Pratt Patterson with Wilmer Hall today, and maybe he can come on and tell us: Are we correct? Is he is his organization one of the oldest? Let's bring him on. Let's find out. Pratt, how are you doing today, sir? Doing fine. How are y'all? Good, man. Thank you for uh, thanks for carving out some time to chat with us about Wilmer Hall. We appreciate it. And um, so, I guess you heard me. Is Wilmer Hall potentially the oldest? Any idea? I don't know the answer. I, I know that. The Chamber of Commerce Ooh. is older than Wilmer Hall. Um, Ooh, okay. They might that, have us edged out, huh? They were, I think, 1838, which is pretty cool. Really? Um, that is pretty cool. I, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. But I don't, I don't know many uh, as old, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll get into the the history of that in, in probably in just a second. But so, like, I, I guess I always like starting off just kind of asking, like, hey, you know, you and me meet on the street. We say what's up, high five, nice to meet you, and I'm like, oh, cool, Pratt. What what do you do? Oh, Wilmer Hall. Oh, cool. What what is that? You know, what would you what would you tell me? Um, we are a home that works with young people, um, children, and young adults to provide a a safe home for people that uh, have been homeless 
or risk of being homeless or in a home that was not safe or healthy. Okay. And we run education programs uh, where we tutor children in four sites around the community, uh, including here on campus. Uh, And then most recently, we also have a a delivery-based food pantry, and we fed about 100 individuals or families around the community uh, last year who are food insecure. About 400. I don't know how many I said. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so that, that's a newer, that's a newer thing that you guys are doing. That's been a couple of years and it's, 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 um, it's kind of my, my side gig. Uh, you know, most of our resources go, go toward the, uh, the residential programs and the, and the education programs, but, um, we've worked that in there also. You mentioned young people. So do you guys have an age preference that you are able to serve the community or is it, is it, birth um, to 18? No, it's it's um, primarily young adults, uh, 18 to about 24. Um, and then about a third of our residents are very young children and babies, and they're here with their young adult mothers. Which is incredible, which is something that is unique to you guys, the fact that you are able to serve that age group. I think that that is something that is majorly missed, um, especially in the mobile area. So the the fact that you guys have a place, a residential location for that age group is is insane. And so you mentioned that if they, so if they're in that situation and they have a young one, also you guys will take that in. And so whenever, whenever someone comes into the program or comes into Wilmer Hall, you guys have some programs that are incredible. Um, tell us a little bit about what each each person individual would have the opportunity to be a part of. Um, so we do. And, and, and I'll say, I think it's important that there be organizations to work with other populations, but our focus is to work with people um, that have the kind of natural ability um, to become independent and, and relatively successful. Um, not people you know, that need intensive psychotherapy or have histories of violence or, you know, things like that. And so if somebody comes in, um, you know, they certainly, you know, some people might come in and need to get their GED. Um, Some people might want to, some people might be still in high school, you know, 11th or 12th grade. Some people um, might be wanting to go to a vocational training program or, or a two year or four year college. So any kind of educational support um, we can help with. And then for people that have finished all the school that they're going to do, uh, we have job skills and life skills training where we help people not only um, with job skills, both kind of hard and soft job skills, uh, but also with life skills training, um, like how to shop and cook, uh, basic car maintenance, how to file your taxes, wow. um, healthy relationships, parenting, yeah, everything really that many of us got from our parents when we were yeah. growing up that, um, that our residents have not had. These are great skills. Yeah, absolutely. 
That is adulting. Um, that yeah, you're right. If they don't have that parent or older guardian in their life that's pouring into them those skills, um, goodness. I mean, it, it, as parents, you you and and we are both. Uh, it's it's hard to teach those skills sometimes um, intentionally, and so you're, we're, we're hoping that our children are picking those things up. But that's incredible. Mm. And so um, not only do you guys give them a place to stay, but I do know that you get. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. You're fine. Um, you uh, you have these uh, educational programs and these things that you guys can um, subject them to and get them immersed in. So what are the things that the community can do to help uh, further what you guys are doing? Well, you know, we are doing more than um, most people realize. Historically, we were an orphanage. Um, you know, for younger children. And, and now we have, you know, many more programs than that. So the first thing I would encourage people to do is maybe just hop on wilmerhall.org and just read about everything we're doing or give us a call. Um, and then, of course, we, we need, uh, you know, we have a lot of privacy considerations. And so we don't yeah. have a lot of vo- volunteer opportunities for people to work with our residents. Um you know, our, our primary need, frankly, is monetary support. Um, and you can find out more about that on our website also. Um, okay. You know, we always need uh, food for our food pantry, baby items like diapers and, and wipes, um, some things like that also. So whenever someone is in the position, whether they're facing homelessness or they're in a bad family home, how do they find out about Wilmer Hall? Are you guys um, part of resource programs that are available to the public? Do you guys go into those areas? Um, how do they how do they find you? Um, a lot of times it, it's word of mouth or, mm-hmm. or by by Internet searches, you know, if somebody's in need of a place to live, they might search for Mobile, Alabama homeless shelter or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. and we're, we're not a shelter, really. We're intended to be a, a longer term home where, where you can develop and learn to take care of yourself. Um, but you can find us through those kinds of searches. Um, and then probably our, our biggest organized source for referrals would be uh, the United Ways 211 hotline. And that's a um, that's a great resource for anybody that doesn't know about it. They can really help. Uh, it's run by Lifelines Counseling and, and they can really um, direct somebody that, that's having trouble um, to, to any number of kinds of organizations uh, for any number of challenges. Uh, and, and they would just dial 211. Yeah, I, I've heard great things about that service. And I think that's really trying to be like one of the hubs, right, for our area. Mm-hmm. People can call in and just – because when people need something, like you, you don't know the information until you're in need, right? And then when right. you become in need, you, do, you don't know where to go. But if you, right. if you can know to go there, uh, you can know that they can they can find the, the, the right solution for you. So that's really cool to hear you say that, you know, that that's a good place for people to go and then potentially can find their way to you. So that's – um, that's great. And hopefully, you know, one of the goals I'm sure that you guys have is the fact that you're coming in and you're changing some learned behaviors and you are trying to stop this cycle for happening to the next generation and really working with these young people who have 
the whole world ahead of them um, to be able to go in and, and change their habits and change, you know, change what happens to their future and the future of their children. Um, and you mentioned, you know, whenever it's not necessarily a shelter, so you're not going to come in, you're not going to stay for a week and go, you're, you're wanting to pour into these young people and to teach them skills that they need to have a successful um, future. And so what would be a typical time frame that someone would be on campus with you guys? Um, it, you know, it can vary, uh, but, but I would say the goal for someone uh, in vocational training or just trying to enter the workforce or just improve uh, where they are in the workforce, uh, the goal would be within about two years for them to have gotten a driver's license, bought a car, um, you know, opened bank accounts, uh, learned how to cook, learned how to do everything they need to do and have an apartment or a house. So the goal would be two years. Now, if somebody, you know, was a senior in high school and came in and wanted to go to college, they could, they could stay here as long as they were a student. Um, so theoretically somebody could be here five or six years, but that's, that's not typical. We do have more residents, uh, go through vocational trainings and, um, and two-year college, um, through usually, uh, through Bishop state, which just has, is a great school and, and has all kinds of great programs. That's incredible. Yeah. So just being able to have, you know, coming from a situation where we have not been needing shelter or needing to be able to have something that is so all encompassing. You guys are focused on their well-being, of course, and their mental stability, their future stability, careers um, and something that you guys are able to do as well. Being the organization that you are, you're able to focus on their spiritual needs also. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about and that kind of has to do with the way that you were founded and some of the principles you guys were founded on? Um, we are part of the, the Episcopal Church. Um, so we are a faith-based organization. We don't um, force people to go to church or, or preach at people. Um, you know, I think we would say that we're um, being Christians by trying to help care for others uh, and, and meet people's basic human needs. Um, but we do have... Um, we do have a, an Episcopal priest who, who is our chaplain, and he's available for any kind of um, spiritual need that, um, that residents might have, including um, talking about what they believe, even, even if that's, that they don't believe anything. That's still okay. Um, and, and, and we will help facilitate uh, any kind of spiritual needs that residents have. Um, you know, our house mothers will, um, take people to oftentimes churches that are whatever faith tradition they've grown up in. Um, we don't, you know, we don't make people go to Episcopal churches or, or go to church at all, but, but we, we can help facilitate those things for anybody that's kind of searching for that. Sounds like you're meeting people where they are with no requirements of, of any sort of faith background or anything like that, um, or no requirements to have a future one, just to, to guide and, and help them along the way. Um, and some of the things that we talked about earlier, as far as fundraisers and the things that people can do in the community to help further what you guys are doing. Um, one of the things that you guys do that we always try to be a part of, you have a 
pancake event. That I know is, I'm eating pancakes. <laughs> I always get a stack of pancakes. Yeah, Which yeah. is really cool because, and I'll let you speak to this more, but you guys do that on campus. You do it at your location. And so when people are coming, they have the opportunity to see um, everything that you guys are doing, which is sometimes not always the case whenever there's a fundraiser. That's right. Um, this year, our, our pancake breakfast, I, I, I'm not positive. I want to say it's maybe the 16th annual or something like that. Um, All right. And uh, pretty good track record, man. Pretty, yeah, yeah. it's pretty, that's pretty solid track record there. Yeah. And that'll be um, seven to 10 in the morning on Saturday, April 30th. People can drive through and pick up their pancakes or they can come sit in our lawn. We'll have a band playing and and eat their pancakes. Um, And uh, that's also for, for anybody uh, that has, has a, has a small business or a large business. Um, That's a good way to support Wilmer Hall and get your business some publicity by being a sponsor either for the pancake breakfast or for the Kaiser Myrie Memorial Fishing Tournament, which which we put on and that will be June 4th this year. Both of those are opportunities for businesses and business owners to um, to be supportive and and to help publicize their 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 business. And two nice. incredibly unique fundraisers that you do, two incredibly unique events um, for individuals or businesses to get involved in. And sometimes businesses, the, the best way that they can get involved with any organization is to be a sponsor um, and to be able to provide the funding to put the event on to then for the organization to make more money. Sometimes it's when you're not in that world, it's it, it seems like a lot and it's kind of a lot to understand, but a lot goes in to a fundraiser and um, a lot of hands are a part of that. So we are thankful for everyone who's ever sponsored for you guys. Um, so the Cosmare, you said that is June 4th, 2022, and the Pancake Breakfast is April 30th of 2022. Um, so some super fun things to look forward to. So if, if someone hasn't heard of the Kaiser Marie tournament, um, can you give us a little background on that? Uh, Kaiser Marie, people, people here in Mobile locally may recall was a young man that was, that was killed, um, a number of years ago in a, in a terrible way. Um, and some of his friends started the Kaiser Marie Memorial Fishing Tournament about 12 years ago in his memory. Kaiser was, was a big, um, sportsman and, and loved to fish and, um, now we host the event with the help of some of those friends still on the planning committee. Um, and all of the proceeds from that, uh, benefit Wilmer Hall. Um, his Kaiser's parents usually come down from Birmingham and are a part of it. Um, and that takes place in two places every year, the Mobile Big Game Fishing Club in Orange Beach and at, um, with a, with a satellite weigh-in station on Dolphin Island. Very cool. Oh, cool. Okay. I love that his name is part of the title of the event. It's a way to remind people um, of who he is, and people can always, you know, go online and find out more about that. Um, so very cool that you guys do that. Um, incredible, incredible events that you guys host. So great ways for the community to get out and be a part. For sure. Yeah, I, I never met um, Kaiser, but I'm actually, I'm friends with some of those guys that helped put on originally that, that tournament. And actually early on, I kind of helped out, I think in some of those early uh, committee meetings, even though I'd never um, met, met Kaiser myself, I think he was a similar, similar age uh, to, to me though. So um, yeah, glad, glad that you guys are glad that you guys are a part of that tournament. And, um, 
able to be beneficiaries as well. That's great. That's re that's really awesome. Um, the uh, so early on, I said 1864. It, obviously, we're not going to hash on this, but it was originally Wilmerhaw originally an orphanage. Wasn't it related to like Civil War? Uh, Civil um, War orphans or yeah, not necessarily. Uh, Okay. It was. Uh, so you can imagine in, anywhere where there's a war, um, yeah. there's a lot of death and destruction and, and a lot of um, children and families are left. Um, historically, uh, can be left without fathers or, or fathers that can't work. So yeah. when Bishop Wilmer, who was the second Episcopal Bishop of Alabama, uh, founded it, it was it was for. Uh, war orphans specifically, uh, because that was 1864, of course. Um, yeah. and they also had some, um, some women live there who had been widowed by war also. Got it. Got it. So, so really early on, very, I mean, very, very similar to, um, you know, what you guys have, have, mm -hmm. have grown into. So, um, I love that it has continued till today. And then we, we don't have to go into the world around us right now, but I think that we have some sure. more of an understanding today of the need that has, you know, that has been placed on, on places like you guys um, for orphanages and, and things that are going on in our world right now. Um, so, okay. We've talked about some fundraisers and you've talked about some things that um, the community can do to get involved and be a part to further your mission. Um, what are the ways that they can find you and contact you? Um, all of our information is on wilmerhall.org, uh, including telephone number, email addresses, um, and, and donation information, really anything people need. Um, and then if you want to keep up kind of with events that we have happening and with, um, accomplishments that our residents achieve a lot of times, um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I think that I'm so glad that you said that because you guys do an amazing job of highlighting some of the the young people that have come through your program. Um, I, I love seeing the posts that you guys make. Um, it's very encouraging and motivating. Um, and yeah, and so I think as we wrap up, Brooks has the standard. Yeah. How can I how can I get some more information out of you question? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it's a question that, that people have said, oh, this is kind of it, it kind of throws them off a little bit, I guess. But I mean, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to just if there's something additional that that you'd want to share. Um, so I, I like to ask, is, is there anything that, that you wish people maybe asked you in an interview about Wilmer Hall, but but they don't? And, and you just wish maybe you could shine a light on that a little bit more. Um, does any you know, if something comes to mind to you when, when I said that? what would that be? And, and if it's nothing and we covered everything, then, then awesome. But if something comes to mind, um, you know, I always like to, um, I do like to encourage people to follow us on social media because it, it, a lot of times it humanizes what's happening. Um, that ding you heard a few minutes ago, I don't know how to turn it off on my computer. I turned it off on my phone. Uh, but it was a text message saying that a young woman that came in, um, a little while back had, had gotten a late night job, at Burger King, which is fine. Um, and then we, obviously when our residents have entry level jobs, we want to work on getting to a better position. And that was a text message uh, from one of our social workers letting me know that she had just been promoted to general manager of the whole restaurant. How cool. Um, so I just like for people to ask, uh, you know, I like for people to hear uh, 
stories about actual people because it humanizes it rather than just giving statistical data or, or whatever. Totally with yeah. you. Yeah, that's yes. that's that's a great one, Pratt. That's that's good. I'm glad I asked that question because you're right. I mean, it's kind of like for all organizations, you have you know the the over overarching information and you know stats about the what we do. But then, yeah, you're right. The closer you can really get to the to the source and a individual and a person and story, and you're right. It just uh, uh, it makes it makes it come to life and that much more real and. It, kind of draws people like us or the community closer, closer to the organization because of that. So that's huge. I love that because it gets, you know, it kind of gets a little bit of motivation or inspiration to the other residents that you have on campus to say, Hey, you know, like this person was in your same position and they've done this and, you know, look where they are now. It's, it is the epitome of hope which I think is um, what we all need, but you know, that's incredible. Congratulations to her. Heck yeah. Well, well, Pratt, we'll make sure we link all that up in our, uh, in our show notes, um, you know, to, to your website and everything so that people can get there and find it. So thank you so much for taking your time out today and, and, and talking with us about Wilmer Hall. We really appreciate it. And, um, and we will, we'll talk to you more soon. All right. Thanks y'all. All right, Pratt. Thank you. See ya. That was a good interview. That wasn't humanizing something is it's so easy. I it's think to sometimes, yeah. you know, even, um, even with our publication, you see, you see photos, you see a write up, you see all the information, but whenever you hear something like that, that some, some hardcore good that is being done and that is happening yeah. um, because of these organizations, it's incredible. Totally agree. I'm glad I'm asking that question to everyone at the end because um I don't know. Everyone's bringing good answers. Everyone's bringing up good points. Uh, it's yeah. like, oh, you know, it just it kind of makes me think twice too. It's like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense, right? Absolutely. Um, so that's really good stuff. Well, guys, well, thank you so much for joining us for the Do Some Good publication. Not the publication, I guess. This is the this is the interview segment of the publication. Um, this is it's it's going well. We're only I don't know. We're maybe we're 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 third through through interviews. I'm excited with the the rest of the organizations that we get to talk to. Uh, any any final words before we? Before we over and out this I don't know about you, but I am excited to see the community um, on April 30th at the Pancake Breakfast. Just saying. I'll be there. We'll see you guys there. Unless I have like a broken leg or something. Uh, well, I'll probably still be there. Unless I'll I roll have... you up the hill. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys at the Pancake Breakfast. So, all right. Take care.